All right, all right. Welcome back. We have another episode of Inspired by True Events Sports Podcast here. Um, we got my good friends, Phil and Kenny. How you guys doing today? I'm good. How is life? How's your How's your Monday been, Tuesday been um, for this week? It's early, but how's the week looking? Yeah. Under the weather so far, it's a little nasally, but everything's been fine so far, you know third straight loss for the Patriots, so things could be going better. Phil's got the COVID. Phil's got the COVID. Oh, Keep no, him don't away. Put, don't put that juju on him. Don't Keep him that. away. That's bad energy. That's why we're supposed to, that's why we should be social distance in the podcast. So I, right. I think I think uh I think the Pats gotta win and you get better. I think I think the three losses got you. <laughs> He's got the cam flu. <laughs> All right, all right. So, um, Phil, you got the the recap for Week Seven. Um, as far as the pickums, uh, what what uh, what took place, and uh, how how far am I behind still? So so far at first place, Phil is Kenny at fourteen and seven, because he felt cute this this week and decided to you know give us some um, leeway. Okay, I'm, I'm second at twelve and nine, and then Lawrence, you know, the NFC East of the pickums. <laughs> that's foul. That's foul. And then for the highest picks, no one got it right. The Bucks got it. So that's the recap of the pickums. Okay. Okay. All right. Had to throw something Man, in there at least. Man, um, so far, like uh from all the games, what was your guys like what was your guys like highlight? Um, it could have been your team, um, or another game that you saw that something that stood out or uh, was was really crazy this weekend. Um for me, it would probably be the, the Bucks game. It's just nice to see, you know, one of the two people out, out of the Patriots do well. It's like seeing someone that you miss do well. You're happy for them, but at the same time, you miss them. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. yeah, he played. He played wonderful. He was – I was watching that game. He's just – there's dots all over the field, man. Like, he looked He looked really good playing. So, um, what about you, Kenny? Um stood out to me was that Patriots game. I mean, I didn't expect them to win, but my goodness, I mean, like Tom Brady was that important to that team. Like I knew it was good, but my God, they can't, they can't get nothing going. Cam is just, Cam's not a bad quarterback. So I I don't understand. Are the, are the Niners that good? Or is did Tom Brady mean that much to that organization? Yeah. Um, And for me, I would, I would have to say, uh, I've been kind of shitting on him for his uh, stadium series commercials. It was Baker Mayfield, seeing him go start the game with 0-5 and then with a pick and then go 22 for 23 to end the game on a, like a 30-yard strike that, as time expires, I believe. So, like, I think that and was – And the only – What? The only incompletion, only incompletion was because he spiked the ball to stop the clock. So – Like, that's wild. Yeah, wild. So, he he's – if he can do this, he ain't got my respect. He ain't got my respect yet. We don't get that twisted, but you got to consistently. If, if it, no, not even consistently. If he shows up against his the AFC North, then I'll be like, okay. But if because he's not doing this against the Baltimore Ravens defense and the Steelers defense, it means nothing because you're gonna have to see them eventually. So sidebar, he did that without OBJ. Yeah, maybe that's. I saw someone posed a question. They said, is OBJ the issue? Is he trying to maybe get the ball to him too much? I don't know. I'm just saying. It's worth talking about. 
That is true. That is very true. And OBJ is definitely out for this season um, with a knee injury towards ACL. Um, what do you guys think that means for his career going forward? Uh, I mean, I, I, I told you guys I felt about OBJ a couple weeks ago. I was off the OBJ train and I jumped on it. Yeah, so I just – I think that now it's just he's going to be an afterthought. It's going to be like Gurley with the knee. Like, Gurley's having a good year, but no one talks about him like that anymore. Yeah. Because I think I think with Odell, it was obviously his his persona, who he was. And then, you obviously, you're in New York in the, one of the biggest markets in sports. So, I think he highlighted that. But I don't think he was a – it was just from the catch, though. But he was making plays, like, outside of that. But it was the catch that did it, and you know it. I don't know. I don't know. Because like he, he, he had solid seasons. He had over 1,000, 1,100. Oh, that. yeah. He he has like, solid seasons. But I'm just yeah. saying that catch is what people people always want back to. The, but, but he can make a one-handed catch. Yeah, 90% of the league could do this. That's why they're getting yeah, paid it, to get paid. There's a lot of their hands are like 5X. And, right. And those gloves, too. That's a cheat code. Them gloves are very different than what they're sold to the regular consumers. But – um, going from there, um, let's get right into the pickums again. Um, this week is gonna be a really good week. Um, I feel like the games are back to back again. Um, last week was had a lot of good matchups. If you like sports betting, um, we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> but as far as um, as far as the games we're gonna pick uh, this week, we're looking at uh, we got. The Falcons and the Panthers, um, the Steelers and Ravens, 49ers and Seahawks, um, Bears and Saints, and then um, the Cowboys and Eagles. Um, so it's a lot. I feel like it's a lot of good games, uh, a lot of implications as far as uh, what teams get sole possession of first place, get that that big game where if it comes down to uh 14 and two or 13 and three, like the Ravens and Steelers might be um, whoever wins this game is going to probably be the sole possession and probably be the number one seed and get that by. So uh, we're going to start it off with, uh, with Kenny. We're going to start off with Thursday night, man. Thursday night um, Falcons versus Panthers. I'm actually going to be in uh, Charlotte. So I was thinking about going to the game. I don't know if they got tickets left. They were only a hundred bucks. It'd be nice to see, um, um, McSee. McSee is supposed to come back if he practices today and tomorrow. If he doesn't, he does not come back. Um, but I think if – I think regardless, I don't think it's going to matter because uh, the Falcons aren't that good anyway. But uh, well, who do you think is going to win that game, Kenny? Falcons wow. Thursday night. Thursday 30 night. birds, baby. 30 birds. We ain't losing. You kidding me? You kidding me? As long as we got more than a six-point lead – and give the other team the ball with a minute left with no timeouts. That's all we got to do is have more than a six-point lead. Hold on, hold on. That is, that is a particular criteria that sounds like real difficult. <laughs> it sounds like, sound like my parlays. Yeah, it just, you know, it just, we find so many ways to lose that we got to win eventually. I think we, I think we found every way to lose this year. I'm not sure there's another way to lose anymore, so we have to win. We, we've got blown out. We've lost in a game that was close and then ran away from us. We've blown a huge lead. We blow a somewhat huge lead. We've lost on a last second play. We can't find, we can't lose any other way. So we got to win now. Missed field goal, maybe? Or maybe a blocked field goal? Yeah, that probably would have happened. 
happen if we'll talk about y'all lost, lost every way possible so far this season. <laughs> Um, what do you, I'm curious. What do you think of what do you think the score is going to be? Ah, uh, I mean, we put up points. Their defense is pretty good, though. But Young probably going to be like I say, thirty-one twenty-seven. Okay, okay. Now let me ask you something. With with um, I think a lot of people are. I don't know if people sleeping on them, but I feel like the Panthers' receiving core is very dangerous. Oh yeah, and our secondary is very garbage. But <laughs> I mean, DJ, DJ, you, you got DJ, DJ Moore, Moore had fun full against four us. Speed. Yeah. You have Curtis Robbie. Samuel full four speed, and Robbie is running a maybe he might be clocking that at a four two four three. That is dangerous stuff, and they all catch the rock really well. So um, I think it's gonna be a good game uh, for me. I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Panthers on this one. Um, I just think they're playing in Carolina. Um, they're gonna be. Typically, I think between the NFC South, teams always typically split. So I think uh, the Falcons will probably get the one when they're they're home. So we already lost to my home this year. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh man. Oh, so they might sweep y'all. I don't know. So maybe I'm gonna still take the Panthers though. I'm gonna still take the Panthers. Um, what do you? What about you, Phil? What you got for the Falcons Panthers game? I'm probably gonna go with the Falcons as well because. If Caffrey does come back, I feel like he's going to be a little rusty off the bat. It's going, take, it's going to take one game for him to get back to normal, and then he's going back to that fancy stud that everyone loves. But I feel like no, you, can, you, can, you can't guard Julio and Kelvin Ridley. There's no one on that Panthers secondary that can, so they're probably going to try to go off. So I'm going to have the, the Falcons winning. Historically, uh, Julio goes off against them anyway. So 300. 300. <laughs> 300. Had that, man. Guys look keekly about that boy. Had that man, that man, who's it? Um, Ben Wiki or whatever. Yeah, Ben Ben Wiki. He got yeah. he got fired the next day. He got fired. Had to relocate his family immediately. Like he owed a bookie money or something. That was crazy. But um, going from there, um, we got we're gonna get right into it, man. You already know my the special place in my heart for the NFC trash, NFC least the Cowboys and Eagles. On Sunday night. First question. Do y'all think this game should be played and viewed by multiple eyeballs on a prime time slot? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not on this particular channel. Like maybe Comedy Central. Like one of those. <laughs> like one of those channels, sure. But not on NBC or, or Fox. Man. Plus. Do we even know what do we know anything about the Dallas' new quarterback if he plays? Who is their quarterback? Ben uh, he, he uh he led their boy, he led James Madison to a national championship. James Madison played some good football, but yeah, he was their quarterback. Yeah, that's D1 D1 double A, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's not a birthday in the tie. I'm he a, has, I'm a, I'm a, to be honest. He has everything a young quarterback would want when they're coming in for their first time ever. You have three studs at receiver and you have a stud running back. Uh-huh. You have no excuse. All you got to do is get them the ball. That's all you got to do. But, yeah. The only, the only game I would think to flex it with though, like that's on, like would be the Steelers Ravens game, because even though this game does stink, it is still for the battle of their division, but the Steelers Ravens game would be the one I'd flex it with. But the problem is that's a CBS game. 
and these are Fox games, so you get into all the NFL contract nonsense. So yeah. that's why Brady, we're stuck Brady, watching Brady. this game. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Phil, who do you think is gonna who do you think is gonna take that game? I'm probably gonna go with Philly because I don't think it's even the the new quarterback uh, is gonna be the problem. It's that um, Dallas O line. They have so many injuries. Plus, Travis Frederick um, retired earlier in the off season, so I think it might be another slot for the Cowboys. Maybe the uh, Eagles winning by like 14, maybe 17. So I got uh, Philly. Okay, okay. What about you, Kenny? Yeah, I'm rolling with Philly too. Um, like Phil said, I'm not sure it would have made much of a difference if they had Dalton, but maybe if they did and I saw a little more out of them, it would have changed my mind. But I don't know. I'm, I got to go with Philly. Carson Wentz hasn't looked bad lately, and the Cowboys have, so – yeah, I'm gonna safely um go with with the Eagles on this one. Um I think they just got more more than the Cowboys got as far as the key positions. Um they obviously got the quarterback, which is probably the biggest change in the game, I think, comparing the two teams. Um, but when it comes to defense, I think they're sort of similar and then obviously they both got O line problems. So both quarterbacks are gonna be running for their lives. So um, another thing is for the Eagles, I think is it's going to be a game where they literally don't have to worry about anything. They win this game. I feel like they're, they've got the, the playoffs and they're going to lead the division and get a home playoff game. If they win this, to be honest, only way they, they mess it up because Washington won last week. So was Washington got two wins? Yeah. Yes, they do. Eagles and the Cowboys. You see what I'm saying? Like, so all of, all three of them got two, and then the Giants got one. I believe so. Okay, okay. Why can't we play in that division? <laughs> I would love it. Saints be every year in the in the playoffs. Um, going from there, um, we got the we got the Bears and the Saints. Um, four four and two against five and two. Um, a Saints team that is struggling without their number one weapon. Um, and then you obviously got the Bears that really don't know what, what they're doing at quarterback because they switch out a quarterback that's kind of playing the same as the one they replaced, and then they have a great defense. Um, so, Kenny, what, who do you think is going to take that game between the Saints and the Bears? Uh, Bears. Bears. I mean, I got to pick them, too, because I said the Saints are going to finish 9-7 and seven or 8-8, eight and eight, so I got to start losing some games. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's gonna be like mathematically, like he's gonna be like week eleven. Mathematically, it's still possible, and then he just and yeah, don't so I, Exactly. So I, I got I got to roll with Nick Foles and the Bulls. All right. What about you, Phil? I'm probably gonna have to go with um, New Orleans because they do have a good defense in Chicago, but I just don't trust that quarterback in Nick Foles. He's great as a sub, but as soon as he like has a good amount of games as starters in. It's, it gets a little shaky because – and also, Allen Robinson is questionable for this game. So, if there's no Allen Robinson, that's – Thank it's, you, it's, Jesus. Chicago. Because he's going to abuse Lattimore anyway. Like, I'm so tired of this, man. He got his contract year for you, boy, and you playing like hot ah, garbage. It's going to be a sneakily close game, though. I have the Saints winning by, like, maybe less than 10. So, we'll see how this goes. Man, you got Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. <laughs> Right, that's gonna be something. Drew gonna be running for bro. I don't know if y'all pay attention, but have you ever seen Drew get hit? 
Watch him after the play, bro. He looks like he's about to break the pieces when he gets up off the ground. Like, all I hear is Taysom Hill is coming in the game. And I'm gonna turn the TV off. But um, I think uh I think the Saints um they take this one. They are quietly finding a a safe receiver in Marquez Callaway. Um, he had about seven, eight receptions, and he had five the week before, before the bye week. I like him at the receiver position. Um, I think that's all the Saints need to do is find that guy they could get the ball to and move the ball because before they didn't have that without Mike. So um, I'm going to definitely take the Saints on this one. Um, I think the Saints find a way to get turnovers on defense to take control of the game. Um I'm not sure what the offense is going to do because that defensive line is absolutely insane. So to be determined. Um, going from there, we got another we got another great game. Um, playoff divisional implications. You got 49ers and Seahawks. Um, this is the fifth game, right? That I mentioned. Nope. Fourth. Fourth, fourth game. Okay. Brady. All right. All right. Um, so we got the 49ers and Seahawks. Um, I think it's going to be a really great matchup. Um, if the the 49ers can have enough running backs to help them out, because right now they're on their what run? They're on the rookie. They're on the rookie in McKinnon. Yep. So they got two running backs left out of four or five. So Tevin Coleman might be activated this week. Tevin Coleman. So. If they got all the running backs, because I know Mostert, he was uh, he was doubtful um, yeah. or just out altogether. So uh, going from there, Kenny, who do you think is going to take that as far as the 49ers and Seahawks? Even though they broke my heart and my wallet last weekend, <laughs> I'm still rolling with Seattle. I don't think they're going to lose two in a row. I mean, in San Francisco, they, they blew out the Patriots last week, but I think that's more a testament to the Patriots than it is the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't think Russell Wilson loses two games in a row. I don't think he plays that bad two weeks in a row. Okay, okay. What about you? Uh, what about you, Phil? I'm gonna have to agree with Kenny on this one. Mm-hmm. Plus, Russell, I think with in the putting our defense still a little, you know, decimated there. So he's gonna try to take advantage of all the weak spots that were where the injuries were. And plus, side note about the 49ers, I had Jerick McKinnon in fantasy, and. I don't know if you guys even saw him on the field last week, but no, you know where I saw him. You know where I saw him. You know where I saw. Him? I, listen, listen. I had him. I had him. I had him. I had him on my lineup too, right? So this is where I saw him. He's supposed to be the starter. They they went like this. The camera went by. He was handing the other running back that was on the field water, sitting on the bench with no helmet. That's where he was. He was supposed to be the starter for that game, and then next you know just. The rookie came in, I guess. I don't know. They went off, apparently. The, John O. Smith did the same thing to me, fellas. They they took his injury designation, designation away from him, said he was starting, and he had one catch for nine yards. He's supposed to be the starting tight end. Right. Yeah. You, never know the, you never know the game plans either, too. They might come in with a different game plan against somebody involved. Yeah, but he wasn't even on the field. He probably was like, I'm ready to go, coach. And they probably were like, you can suit up, but you – Probably not gonna play you. Yeah. So, um, going back to that, um, I am going with Seattle, but I feel like it's gonna be just like last week's game against um, Arizona. It's gonna be sneakily close because Jimmy G's starting to roll back up again, and uh, what a game to get back from them facing the um, terrible 
Seattle secondary. So I'm guessing it's going to be like maybe a three, four point difference between Seattle winning. So I'm going with them. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, this is really a tough one. Um, when they play, it's, it's really even all the time. Um, but the Russ we trust. I'm going. I'm going to bet on him again. I didn't learn my lesson from last week. He's not going to do it twice in a row. <laughs> he can't. He can't do it. So I'm gonna go with Seattle. Um, as far as a, as far as um, the score and how different it is, I think it's gonna be Seattle by like ten. Um, I think it'll be a, at least a two possession game. Um, somehow, some way, nine, ten points. Something where the 49ers got to do some crazy shit at the end of the game to get an onside kick or something wild. Um, but going from there, um, what else do we got? Uh, because that was the fifth game now, right? That was the fifth game. Nope, that was – no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was it – was, it was, it, was, it had the Falcons-Panthers, Steelers-Ravens, 49ers. We didn't pick the Steelers-Ravens, though. Yeah, we didn't go up that Oh, we, we didn't do it. Right. My fault to the Steelers and Ravens fans out there. I disrespected y'all. I apologize. I apologize. Um, so the hottest game, hottest game of week eight. This I don't think any game is gonna top it unless this is a disappointing game or it's lopsided. Um, I think this is gonna be a straight up defensive game. Take the under, take the under, take the under. I'm telling you, bro, take the under. They're gonna play so conservative, bro. I mean, you're probably right to say take the under, but only because I think Pittsburgh's going to roll over Baltimore. You think? Yes. You think they're going to roll over them? Statement Ooh. game. Statement game. All right, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah, they just got, yeah, they just traded for Ngakwe. But I'm not high on Baltimore at all this year. I don't know what it is. They're not, they're not popping like they did last year. I think it's because everyone has tape on them. I mean, they're still a good football team, but I don't think they're as dominant as they were. And I think Pittsburgh is back. Juju finally had some catches last week. And they showed, okay, we, Claypool doesn't need to be our only guy. We can get everybody involved. James Conner's looking Johnson productive. Too. Exactly. Deontay Johnson is back. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson is back. Bud Dupree and uh, TJ Watt are out there killing everything that comes near them. They didn't have Devin Bush last week, but Derrick Henry still didn't explode on them. I mean, I, I find it hard right now to pick against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I'm going to have to go agree with Kenny as well because this is their first game this year, right? Yep. yep. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be like football rivalry during take one and then lose the other one. So I'm going to take the Steelers to win this early one and then the Ravens to take the last meeting. I'm going to have to agree with Kenny on this one. How dare you? Come on, man. Look at the details. Big trust. Big trust forever. I'm glad you got it. We're going with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens with this one. I got to go against y'all. I'm not going to pick the Steelers. Steelers is hot right now, but I'm going to be different because y'all picked the two. I'm going to be the opposite one because I got to catch up somehow. So I'm going to take Baltimore Ravens on this one. <laughs> I think I think he plays out of his mind. I just think that's what I think. Me personally, I think. Um, but the I think the the over over under is 50, I think. 
I want to say it's 50. I want to say I, I want to say it's 50, but I'm not sure. But um, I think Lamar Jackson plays really well because um, he probably is really eager to play this game and knows how important it is. So I think I'm going to take Baltimore Ravens with this one. Um, 46.5, by the way. What'd you say? 46.5. 46.5. That's dangerous numbers right there. <laughs> but that's 23 in that whoa 23 each i don't know about that one that's dangerous that, that might be an over to be honest i was gonna take the outright over for this game but um so we got all the games going right there uh who do you think scores the most um out of all the teams this week as far as uh the nfl goes um, I wanted to say Tampa Bay because they played the Giants. We are think, we are DQing the Buccaneers. Well, yeah, I was gonna say no, yeah. no. But the thing was, I wasn't gonna pick them anyways. I think they're gonna get up big so early yeah. that they're just gonna run the air out of the ball at the end of the game, so it ain't gonna matter. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what I think gonna happen there. Um, but you know, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. I'm gonna say Pittsburgh. Ooh, that's dangerous stuff right there. You going, that's who you're going with? Yeah, I, I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to put my money where I'm out there. I said that they're going to roll. I got to be a man. I got to stick with it. What about you, Phil? I'm probably going to have to go with the Chiefs against the Jets because this, this is a revenge game for Le'Veon Bell, so they're going to try to run up the score as much as they can to – to, to We're on the same page. More. We're on the same page, bro. We're on the same page. Um, and another thing is, before we go to the other segments here, I do have this week is going to be a little sweeter, a little sweeter. So, whoever has the best record this week, we're gonna, I'm gonna buy a Funko Pop of one of your favorite uh, favorite players on your team. So, whoever has the best, I buy a Funko Pop. It could be Julio, Matt Ryan. I think they got Kelvin. I looked him up. And then, obviously, um, Patriots probably got tons of them. So, um, I think – Well, I don't know about tons of them. They ain't got no talent over there no more. (laughs) They're going to have Edelman with the the beard out the hair and shit. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to make it a little sweeter. Um, I think that would be really fun. Um, Obviously, add to y'all collection of the memorabilia you already got. So, so I think that's really nice. I was going to get a, uh, a Julio anyway. Cause I like the I was collecting all types of players, um, so because I got a Kyler I, right now. What I have, I have a Kyler, Le'Veon, Saquon, Muhammad Ali, and then Mike Thomas right now. So I need to get my collection up, get a little more diverse. Right. Um. So going for what'd you say? You get a Brady one. Oh man, listen, I'm gonna get the jersey. I'm gonna hold my way. I didn't listen. mention the jersey. You good with that? <laughs> all right. Um. So going from there, man, um, Kenny, what, what's what's going on with your team, man? <laughs> do, do you think they practice situation? So let me break it down to all you. To, to, I think, listen, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I got to break it down to all I'm you a, armchair no, before, quarterbacks. Before you start, before you start, before you start. I'm going to put a, a little insider for y'all that don't know what goes on in a football practice at college level, whatever anything higher than high school because high school really don't work on this situational football. If you're in a situation, this is what we're going to do no matter what. 
I guarantee they told that man on the sideline that this is what we're going to do. Or they're like, we're going to try to kick a field goal or run the clock down, get the, to the one-yard line, two-yard line, run the ball four times or pass two times, run the ball two times, whatever it is. So what's your take on that, Kenny? Um, Ty Gurley um, having a, a brain fart as he's running forward and at the last second tries to get down and doesn't cost him the game, but leaves too much time for the gunslinger. I mean, Raheem Morris says that he told Todd Gurley to drop at the one, and Todd Gurley says he was told to drop at the one, and he he had a brain fart. But let me tell you, dropping at the one was not a smart decision, if you ask me. You are losing the football game. I understand what people are saying, oh, but then you get four chances or three chances to score a touchdown, you run clock, you kick the field goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, in theory, that sounds good, except – what happens when you get stopped on first, second, and third down, and you go to kick the field goal on fourth, and it gets blocked, or you miss it? Now you lose the game by one, and you had a wide-open touchdown that you let go, and now everyone is screaming, why didn't you score the touchdown? So it was really a lose-lose situation. To me, the other I team had no timeouts. The right. The, the they had no timeouts and had the ball with a minute left. Your defense is up six points. They weren't up two points. They're up six points. That means the other team had to drive the whole field and score a touchdown. That's on your defense. I'm not blaming Todd Gurley. I'm not blaming anybody else except for our garbage defense that allowed that team to drive the field in a minute and win the game. So, yeah, my take on it, I had to do a little, like, homework on it because I saw everybody flipping out, blaming Todd. But um, I think the right thing to do is to score. Because, like you said, you sit there and watch these kicks get shanked left and right. I don't know what happened to the kickers. Like, was there, like, a, a seminar to, like, shock the kickers? Like, every t- 15th kick, you're going to shank it or something. Because I don't remember kickers being this crazy when we were growing up. Like, where they're just missing stuff left and right. I do not remember it. But um, then again, they didn't have to move the – the um point back. Yeah, the extra point back and shit. So um I think I think Todd was he was right by scoring, I feel like, um, from my standpoint, because you never know what could happen. And obviously the game is a game of inches. So you get to the one yard line and say you try Matt Ryan tries to jump over the line and the ball slap. And then there if the ball gets kicked or punched back, they get the ball back. Time is running, they run out of timeouts or they try to line up, run a play to get into the end zone again. They bring the kicker out. He misses it. So it's like, I think he was right to score. Um, that's definitely on the defense and the D.C. The D.C. Um, I don't know what what happened on the last drive. Did Kenny, Kenny Galladay get like 16 catches? No, he had a couple catches. He had one really big one that cost us. They got him down to like the three-yard line. And then T.J. Hawkinson scored with time expiring. Jesus, yeah, Jesus. All right, Phil. What about you? What you think of the not scoring, scoring with a minute left, um, which with your opponent having no timeouts? Honestly, it depends who you trust more. Because in the situation, if uh, Kenny, you're uh, coming from the Falcons fan, who do you trust more in the situation, your kicker or your defense? Because it really depends on which one you trust more. To be honest, 
just because I've watched us lose so many different ways this year, I would say I trust the defense more in the situation because I don't want to. I don't want to have to rely on kicking a kick when I had a touchdown. Young Ho, because I had a touchdown. Young Ho, cool. Oh, I mean, I I love Young Ho. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> Young Way, but I call him Young Ho too. But I just, the thing, I just because they were guaranteed points, like you had it. It like so, I, I can't say I just I can't fix my mouth to say you should have purposely not scored with a, when you had a wide open touchdown. Yeah, because the best worst case scenario, they probably could have brought it down to like um, maybe twenty seconds and then kick the field goal, but then risk make um, risk not making the field goal. So it, it, it's pretty much on who you trust more, the defense or the kickers. So I'd probably say yeah, the touchdown was the right call because knowing the Falcons, I don't trust the kicker at all. Yeah, my ment- my mentality as a coach, like if I'm in that situation, bro, tie score, defense, let's go, get a stop. No matter if your defense gets 600 yards put on them, I'm scoring the touchdown. You never know. Like, if you play good defense, a deflection can happen, intercept it, sack fumble, like, all that stuff can happen. So, like, I feel like it was the right decision. Like I, said, I think people really forget good. we were losing the game. It's like it was tied. Mm-hmm. We were losing. So yeah. you had a score. Like, if we were tied, maybe I would be more on the camp of, well, then maybe you play for the, the – because then you can go to overtime. No, we were losing the game. If we didn't score, the game was over. So I can't I, I can't rock with that. I can't say it was a lose-lose situation. So either way. Yeah. Um, so going from there, man, um, one of the biggest headlines in, in all the sports right now, um, not many not many sports are going on, but um, is Antonio Brown. The problem child, the problem man. Business is booming. I don't know what else. What else we got from him? Call God, <laughs> whatever, Call whatever God. he said. He said. <laughs> man, he's back. Um, uh, playing the game that he loves, obviously. Um, one of the probably one of the hardest working players in the league, uh, probably in the last twenty years. Um. Six round what? Six round pick? Fifth or six? So, yeah, fifth or six. It might have been a little bit earlier. And he's and he's he's heading to uh, the Tampa Bay um, to team up with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ. Oh, OJ Howard's out for the season, right? Yep. OJ Howard's out for the season. Um, you got Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is playing out of his mind right now too. He's playing good football. Um, you got Leonard Fournette. You have essentially a a offline franchise roster in in the Bucks right now. Um, what do you guys think about AB going to the Bucks? Nominal pickup for them, like that's just great. And especially with the news today that Chris Godwin has to have surgery on a broken finger, yep. like you slide right in. And um, I was watching, uh, I think it was Colin Coward today said that Bruce Arians was talking to his receiving core this week, and that's what really made him decide to sign AB. And he asked him, like, you know, what what percentage is your body at? Mike Evans said I'm at 80%. Godwin said I'm at 80%. Scotty Miller said I'm at 85%. Like Collinsworth was saying, like, there's you're, you don't get healthier as a football season goes on. So yep. these guys are at 80% now. When the playoffs roll around, they'll be lucky to still be at 80%. So you're bringing a fresh AB now who's not even eligible to play until week nine as it is. I mean, that's just unfair. If we only saw one game with Brady and AB last year, but mm-hmm. my goodness. Listen, man. I still I still follow him on Snapchat and stuff like that, and just watch. He I think he still posts on his YouTube channel here and there, um, but that guy don't stop working. 
Like he he's been practicing or like just running routes, working out. Like he's still in the off season or on the team. So it's gonna be crazy to see him back out out there. Um, I'm not gonna be too excited um, when he's playing against the Saints, but I'm gonna still be happy to see him playing because he's definitely one of the be- the one of the best players to to watch playing. So Phil, how you feel about that? As far as AB going to the Bucks, just nice to see him re- reunite with Tom Brady. Because I was kind of hoping it'd be like this year if Brady would actually stay with New England, that he would try to come back to New England with Brady. But he's obviously going to Tampa Bay. Honestly, it's it's up to Antonio Brown to you know stay level headed, make sure nothing stupid happens, and this could yeah. be one of the best moves of the of the NFL season yet. So I expect it to turn out like decent. Like I said, it doesn't it doesn't depend on Brady or the coordinators. It just depends on how AB is the rest of the year. But I see this working out in their favor. Definitely, definitely. I think it's a great move. It's going to be a dangerous move for the NFC South. Hate to see it happen, but I love to see it at the same time. Um, going from there, man, I was scrolling through my phone. Um, I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about Bleacher Report. I don't know how you guys – do you guys find them credible? Do you like, you like them? I like Bleacher Report. Okay. Depends on who the writer is. Sometimes I'll give you that. Yeah, they put up some questionable basketball articles, but <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the the list came out for the power rankings for week eight, um, and they are as red here, ten to one. Um, so I'm gonna go from the tenth to the to obviously the first. Um, at number ten we got the Bills. Um, ninth we got the Cardinals. Eighth we got the Saints. Seventh, we got the Titans. Sixth, we got the Bucks. Fifth, we have the Seahawks. Fourth, we have the Ravens. Third, we have the Packers. And then second, we have the Chiefs. And not last, but first, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hottest team in football. Um, undefe- well, they're only undefeated, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Only undefeated team standing. Um, so how do you guys feel about the, the top 10 that I just read off from, from them? You guys think every everybody lays where they should be, or what would you what would you change about it? Do you want me to just give you my top ten, or cause I think they got one and two right, and then from there I think everything's got to change. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. So like, if you think it's yeah, if you got criticism, right. definitely. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm going to start from the top to the bottom though. Okay. So number one, I got Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Number two, I got Kansas City. Number three, I have Seattle. Number four, I got Tampa Bay. Number five, I got Green Bay. Number six, Tennessee. Number seven, Arizona. Number eight, Baltimore. Number nine, Buffalo. And number 10, San Fran. Yes, you heard that right, Lawrence. There are no Saints in my top 10. <laughs> Yo, I'll tell I you know, how I know that was coming. Though. Who, you got, who you got at three? At three, I got Seattle. You got Seattle at three? <laughs> He moved, he moved Ravens fourth and what, fourth to eighth? Fourth to seventh, or eighth, yeah, yeah, fourth to eighth. Interesting. I, 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 to, I, don't, I don't think they're – it's it's a power ranking, so it's like what – who's been – to me, it's who's been dominant before, who's going to be dominant moving forward, and I don't think it's them. I just – I don't. What was he thinking? Listen, I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. I disagree, but I respect it, you know? All right, Phil, I stand I, by my bias. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I put mine aside. I put mine aside. But uh, Phil, how are you feeling about that top ten that I just named? Do you think uh, what would you change about it? Well, 
I sort of agree with the bottom half, just the top half. Well, I'm going to just go off of my top 10 also. Mm-hmm. I have the um, Chiefs at number one because they're still the, disp- the defending Super Bowl champs, even though the Steelers are the only undefeated team. Yep. They still are showing, like, flashes on offense, and the defense got slightly better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers are number two. Uh, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, the Saints, Cardinals, and then Bills. So I just shook up the bottom half a little bit, but mm-hmm. so that's the only part I agree with is the bottom half. Okay, so. okay. I respect it. I respect it, man. I respect it. I like it a lot. Um, for me, me personally, um, I'm going to keep it here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at number one, Steelers at number two, Seahawks at number three. Um, I'm going with the Ravens at number four, Bucks at five, um, Packers at six, Cardinals at seven, um, Titans at eight, the Saints at number nine, and then I'm going to keep the Bills at number 10 um, right now because I don't like how, obviously, the, I, I had them really high, and they kind of disappointed me in the last couple of weeks. So um, I think they, they'll bounce back against the Patriots. I think they'll mollywop the Patriots up and down the field. So I think they'll they'll, they'll come back. Y'all really like Pittsburgh, like Kansas City over Pittsburgh after what you've seen this year. Hey, you gotta to be the best. Yeah, it's just it's just like, bro, it's it's like if you really I watch I turn their game on every week, bro, and they are just unstoppable on offense. It's ridiculous. Are they pretty sure? I don't know. They they might they might. That'd be a hell of a game for Levy on that. No, I don't. I don't know now that you say that. If they do, that'd be a very interesting. That'd probably be game of the year. I'm trying to think of what division they play this year. Maybe uh, they don't. I, can't tell you. I, I don't think they do off the top of my head. But regardless, I, I just – Pittsburgh has a better defense than they do, and their offense ain't no slouch. But we'll see. But it ain't the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, their offense ain't the Chiefs, not at all. Chiefs defense ain't the nah, same. Nah, so they don't play the this. Thing. They don't play this year. Damn. Yeah, they don't. It's gonna be man. They it's a lot of their back half. Their back half of the schedule is is really decent. Um, the Chiefs, so they got opportunity to make the run that we already know they're gonna they're gonna make. So. Um, yeah, so I'm like I said, I'm not going to be biased. Um, Saints have been really disappointing this year as far as just the overall dominance. Um, so I'm gonna keep them at the bottom half of that list. Um, I think they're interchangeable nine to I give wiggle room nine to 11, nine to 12. You can, based on what you rank, what you used to see, uh, not having their pieces. Um, I think the Titans, um, really got exposed when it comes to a person that they're probably going to see in the playoffs if they want to make it that far and you, your number one weapon gets absolutely doesn't 70 yards is good for some people, but not for, not for him, for what we're doing, what we see. So um, I think I kind of, I kind of think the Ravens been, what did they have a bye week last week? Yeah. Yes, they did. All right. So that's, that's why they've been quiet. I was just about to say they've been quiet, but obviously that offense has been a little iffy with the Ravens. Yeah. I feel like they just need more receivers. Um, and Des Bryant. Yeah, they got Des Bryant. He said he was crying. Uh, so that's a good point. That's a good point. That's one of the things I have written in my notes. 
Um, I didn't put it in the the, the notepad here, but um, what do you guys think about the signing of Des Bryant and Des Bryant being back in the league? Uh, I mean, I think Des was already on the, the second half of his career as it is, mm-hmm. but I don't think they really need a, a superstar receiver there right now because I mean, Mark Andrews is a great number one target. Uh, Marquise Brown's um, stretches the field for them. So Des Bryant is really the perfect kind of receiver for them because he just he's, he's going to be the route runner guy. He's going to be their in-between guy. He doesn't need to be a deep threat. So mm-hmm. I think that this is actually the perfect situation for the second half of his career. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited. Just, just how AB's back in the league and and Des was. I think he, I don't know. Well, he did have the Achilles, um, which kind of put the, kind of started with the nail in the coffin for him, because um, I think he was on his way back in and then he had that happen. So, uh, it's definitely good to see him back. I'm really excited to see if he actually plays in the next couple of weeks because he's only on the practice squad. I think it's a prove it type thing too. Yeah. Um, they're gonna they're gonna see how he does. He's got to play against uh, Humphrey and Jimmy, and those guys ain't they ain't slouches. They're big guys, they're physical, and they talk a lot of shit. So let's see if they get him under his skin. What about you, Phil? How do you think about what do you think about um, Des Bryant being back? I mean, like I said, like old Kenny said, and you guys said, it, I mean, it's a good prove it deal just to see if he still has it or not. I mean, they're not, they're not looking for him to be like the Dallas guy, you know, mm-hmm. the main weapon. They're just looking for him to be at least somewhat reliable, which I think in this point in his career, he still can be. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a good amount of yards, a couple clutch ca- catches here and there. I think he's able to prove that once he gets off the practice squad. So it's just, just we'll wait and see. Nice, nice. So, all right. So going from there, um, just in closing here, um, we, we talked about the power rankings. Who do you guys think is the more dominant conference right now um, from the standpoint of just having overall teams? Um, we're not going to do by division because we're, we have a, uh, we have a Boulder or Anvil on our, on the ankle of the NFC with the NFC East. So yeah. who do you guys think is more dominant, Phil? Uh, who do you think is more dominant, AFC or NFC? Thus far coming up to week eight. I'm probably going to go with – I'll probably say the NFC because they already have – if you have four loaded teams in one division, that's already crazy enough with the NFC West. Plus, uh, other teams like the Bucs, also the NFC South, those those teams can be easily loaded as well. So I'm going to have to go with them because usually the NFC always has the most talent every year in my opinion, but – it's because I mean the AFC is possible catching up, but I just see the MC being the best this year so far. Okay. Talent wise. What about you, Kenny? I think I was really torn on this, but I think I gotta go with the AFC just because their top is so strong. Like with Pittsburgh and Kansas City, they're really interchangeable at one or two, and that's not really a debate, I feel. So I'm picking those two against anyone in the NFC as it is. And then even, like, the next best team in the AFC is probably Tennessee. I mean, I would still take, like, Seattle, Green Bay, and Tampa over them, but they can compete with them. So I just think that the AFC is – their top is so good that it's up for the rest of it, whereas the NFC's bottom is so bad that the yeah. top of the NFC can't make up for it. Mm, that's a good point. 
That's a good point. Ooh. I'm trying to think here. That is a good point. We kind of like, we got the loaded teams with the wins, but are they better talent-wise? Could they go and beat people in the AFC? Hmm. I don't know. You got the NFC West. NFC East is trash. South is decent right now. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the. I'm. A, you make a good point. You make a convincing point with that with the AFC. Because they're they're like marquee. They're top four. Really, really good. You got what Steelers, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans. But damn, but then you got the Packers, Seahawks, Bucks, Cardinals. Nah, that is a good point. Out of the top 10 that they gave is it's pretty much AFC. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the AFC on this one. Um you can you make Kenny, you make a good point on that, on the, the comparison between the, the top and the bottom. So oh man. Um Lastly here, lastly here, got another one. Um, going forward, um, we didn't. I don't think we touched on it uh, last week or the week before. Was it when did Dak get hurt? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Weeks so, ago. Um, yeah. So as far as his contract coming forward, do you think the Cowboys will offer him a new contract coming off of this? Um, he's gonna I, be. He's I, gonna be. He's better. gonna be. He's gonna be walking. He's gonna be walking. He's going to be tra- probably training again February, January, February. I believe that they will offer a new, a new contract, but I feel like just know how Jerry Jones is. I feel like they're going to lowball him because of the injury. Mm-hmm. I have that bad feeling where they say all this stuff and said, oh, we, we, lo- we love Dak, we trust him, Dak, but I feel like they're not going to give him the exact contract he wants and just going to lower it a bit due to, oh, they're going to use the big injury as an excuse to give him a lower contract, so – I think they are going to give him a contract, but not the one he want, really wants, to be honest. Yeah. Dak's going to be playing on a franchise tag again next year because the Cowboys are going to try to lowball him because he got hurt, and he's going to say, look how bad you were when I got hurt. So it's a, that the injury is going to be the point for both of them to try to get their way in negotiations. He's going to look at it as, you guys can't play without me, so give me more money. And Jerry Jones is going to say, well, you didn't play last year, so I can't really give you all this money, Dak. Do we see Dak going different somewhere else, though? They're going to franchise tag him. He ain't going to be able to go nowhere else. We can do that two years in a row. Yeah, they're going to Kirk Cousins him. Yeah, you can do it, what, for two years, and that's it, I think. Yep. It's going to be up to Dak if he wants to play on it or not, but they're going to Kirk Cousins him. Because he gets all the money from this year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so he gets all that money. All right, man. Um, I'm looking forward to this week. Um. As far as just the big games that are coming up, is a lot of a lot of good divisional games again. Uh, the NFL is coming back to back with bangers again. Um, in closing, here, who do you guys? Who's your? What's your favorite game this week that you're highlighting? Outside of the Steelers and Ravens, because everybody's gonna be tuned. In, everybody's gonna be tuned into that one. Was that is that at four twenty five or no? That one. is a one o'clock game. One o'clock, one o'clock game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to go with um the 49ers and Seahawks because those games recently has always been a classic and down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Even though the um 49ers have a lot of injuries, I feel like I still 
feel like that's going to be a close and exciting game. So I'm going to have to go with that one. Okay, okay. What about you, Kenny? My boys are on prime time, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I can't wait. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah, hot garbage, nothing. It's going to be good. fun. Listen, it's always fun watching our offense play. Now we get to do it on national Listen, TV. Listen, time, fun. Y'all get this win, man. Go two and six, bring down the Panthers to three and five. Get some comfortable room down there. Get some separation. You feel me? Um, but for me, uh, I think my game to watch um, that I'm really interested in is the Raiders and the Browns. Um, I'm liking the Ra- I'm liking Raiders football. I don't know, man. Like Gruden's got them just playing really good. Uh, they just I feel like they need a pass rush. That's all they're missing. They need a pass rush, and then one. It's they need, almost like they had one of the best pass rushers in the league. That was seismic, though, because if he's still I, yeah, there, they brought in Josh Jacobs. Yeah, none of that, none of that stuff happens. So, like, you still ain't got no running back, no receiver. You got no Henry Ruggs. None of that. We sort so, of did a good deal. I'll say B plus, maybe the trade, maybe B. Oh, yeah, I mean, looking back on it today, it's like it was a good trade. At yeah, the time, yeah. it was like, are you nuts? But, I mean, and he knew he had 10 years, so he knew he could mm-hmm. blow it up early and it wouldn't make a difference. So, yeah. I mean, I respect him. He's got his guys there, and we're seeing that they're 3-3 three and three now. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah, because, um, I mean, when um, Gruden got his contract, it was a 10-year contract. I feel like the, the fairest way to, like, like to value or grade his contract is, like, around year four or five, halfway through, because if you – Say he's trash year two or three, you're not giving him a real uh, fair shot. But yeah, because he's not getting his guys. Yeah, at least give him to the halfway mark, like year four, five, six, and then you could try to see if it was a good contract or not to give um Gruden. So mm-hmm. I think he's doing decent so far. Right, you got to treat this like a college job. Like usually in the NFL, you can judge a coach early, but when you have a ten year deal, like he did, like a full college rebuild. Like I'm bringing in my guys, so you got to give him like three years, three to four years before, like when he recycles his talent in. Yep. Yeah. All right, you guys got any closing remarks for the, for week eight? Oh, um, nothing to do with football, but shout out to Lawrence for the you know the lighting in, <laughs> in my in my studio especially. You know, we did hey, that, a little that. money in budget. We took we took out some of Kenny's hot take budget into mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that that reminds me, Kenny, give us a hot take, hot take for week oh, eight. Oh, hot take, you know, a hot take that I forgot to mention on the podcast. I'm gonna say it now. Okay. Here's my hot take for the year. I mentioned it in our group chat a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The best rookie quarterback today, yesterday, tomorrow, and will be for the rest of their career out of this draft class was not Joe Burrow. It's Justin Herbert. Oh no, I don't think that's a hot take because he compete. They're competing for rookie of the year. I know. I, that's why I should have said it three weeks ago when I wanted to oh, say it when it was yeah, really hot. Yeah, true, true, true. Because I wanted to say it right after it came in the first week. All right, man. You gave us a lukewarm take. That's not. All right, wait, wait. Let me get another hot take. Hot take. You got to close hot this out strong. Hot take? That's <laughs> we, we want a hot take? Yeah, we need a hot take. Come on, man. Phil, you'll be happy with this one. The Patriots are going to beat the Bills by 10 points this weekend. Definitely happy with that one. It's possible. They just got three and a half. Three and a half Buffalo, no way. I mean, the Bills Buffalo didn't score a touchdown forward. against the New York Jets defense last week. Yeah, they've been off for like three weeks. The Bills offense. I mean, again, listen, listen. Yeah. Cam Cam yeah, had COVID. They, we don't know what the uh, uh, the lasting effects are. So maybe this this will be his third week without it now. Maybe he's coming back into his own. I'm telling you, watch New <laughs> England this week. Bet the house on him. 
All right, all but right. don't come after me if they come foreclosing on you because you can't afford the mortgage. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. Um, appreciate Kenny and Phil again. Um, we've been really consistent with this. We're gonna keep this rolling. Um, like I said, I really appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in, and I appreciate Kenny and Phil for being consistent means a lot in a world of people where people are not consistent um, with things they want to do. So I want to thank you guys again. Um, this is, this concludes the episode of inspired by two events sports podcast. See you later.